the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two five one seven fifty seven thirty seven. AM twelve eighty. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis Saint Paul FM one hundred seven point five K two ninety eight CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Home Buyer. With SRN News, Jason Walker. While vaccines are on the way, the White House Coronavirus Task Force warning they won't save the country from the current wave of infections and Americans should not let the guard down. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tells ABC's This Week. We're seeing it spread from multi-household gatherings, overcrowded indoor restaurants and bars. These are the settings where interventions need to take place. As for vaccines? We could see FDA authorization within days, uh, but it's going to go according to FDA's gold standard process. And when you might expect to get it. Thinking in the February-March time frame that you're going to see more general vaccination, and by the second quarter of next year, we'll, we'll have enough vaccine for every American that wants it. Ben Thomas, Washington. Nasty storm in the northeastern United States, dumping more than a foot of snow in various places, and also causing very hazardous driving conditions. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains the influence of social media. Now, I'm not sure that people over a certain age understand the power Facebook, Google, Twitter have. They are literally directing the information that you and I see. Things that they feel are not appropriate, such as the New York Post bombshell article alleging that Joe Biden knew far more about his son's business dealings than he let on. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio whether you're listening from outside the twin cities or in am 1280 the patriot my name is brian for the weather today it's going to be cloudy with a high of 32 degrees we've partnered up with thrive farmers to give away their famous coffee tea and other great prizes like mugs t-shirts hats coffee grinders and more the grand prize includes a pallet of coffee and some tea too register today at am 1280thepatriot.com just click on freedom fan club The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, back with number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. We are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, give us a follow or a like if you so if you so desire. Feel free to comment on uh, any of our posts that we put forward there. And as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, do we still have our callers on the line? Well, we want to start the hour off with phone calls. We had a couple of callers calling at the end of last hour. Didn't have enough time to get to them. Appreciate their patience. So we'll start off with line one, Jan in Rosemount. Hey, Jan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Is Jan there? And in Invergrove Heights. Hello? Yeah. Is this Dan or Jan? Oh, this is Dan. I'm in Invergrove Heights. Okay. We also had a Jan, but now we have Dan. Okay. So Dan from Invergrove Heights was online, too. Dan, go ahead. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, thank you. So um, earlier this week when I was watching on uh, Right Side Media, uh, Rudy Giuliani with uh, Jenna Ellis and the uh, witnesses that they brought before the Michigan State legislators, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was mentioned that uh, Dominion refused to appear before the, any of the legislators to answer any questions. And I was wondering why Dominion uh, couldn't be subpoenaed to, to make an appearance before the Michigan state legislators. And then I'm also wondering if Georgia is going to be using Dominion machines for the voting. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dan. I, I appreciate it. Um, I think they're still um, moving forward in Georgia with the uh, Dominion machines simply because that's what's been in place. And I, I think that's what Linwood was referring to. I don't know if you heard the sound clip I played earlier, but he was demanding a special session of the legislature to uh, change some things about the upcoming runoff, which constitutionally they cannot do. You can't change uh, stat- or the um, statutes within an election that's already taking place. Um I I think in Georgia the one the one area where people had an issue with the D- Dominion voting machines down there particularly in Georgia they were saying well they were randomly changing votes from uh, Trump to Biden but then there was a recount of the uh, paper ballots that had come from those uh, machines that indicated or that had that had been uh, printed out initially that indicated that there was not uh, a lot there were not the votes changed to the degree that they said they were or weren't at all so uh, again uh, I guess the Trump legal team or Trump campaign themselves uh, didn't particularly care for that audit, probably because it well it didn't show what they wanted. But uh, I think they are still going to use them because, quite simply, if if these were already in place for this runoff, uh, you, you can't change it basically in the middle of the game. And I think that's again what Linwood was talking about when he's wanted a special such session of the legislature called. So is Jan with us? Okay, Jan in Rosemont is on line one. Hey, Jan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, I um, I heard you use the expression kooky conspiracy theory, and I I'm not sure which theory you were you were speaking about. Well, there's been several that that, that have been out there. Something about how uh, I think one in Georgia that I heard was that uh, votes uh, they basically look at somebody who's casting a vote. Like, for instance, uh, the one theory I heard was, well, this is a Republican who votes often, so they're going to be conscious of the vote they cast for Trump, so we're not going to mess with those. But someone who doesn't vote that often is not even going to really look at their ballot. So if they vote for Trump, we could easily, uh, when it goes up to the cloud, we can easily switch that to uh, to Joe Biden, and they won't ever know the difference because they don't vote that often, so they're not engaged, and therefore they wouldn't look at their ballot. That's one uh, in particular that I heard that was perpetuated. Uh, I don't know if it was someone on the Trump campaign or Trump legal team, but, you know, again, uh, that's so far-fetched, it drowns out the legit irregularities that we should be focusing on. And if they don't change the outcome of this election, well, it will definitely make the next one that much tighter. So that was one in particular I was referring to. Uh, and it, again, it drowns out what could be some legit instances of, I don't know if it's fraud so much as maybe it's just incompetence, which is a whole different matter entirely. So are you ruling out uh, problems with the voting machine itself then? I haven't uh, I haven't seen uh, enough to indicate that the voting machines have changed votes to the degree that has been indicated, because like I say, there was an audit of the paper ballots that came from these machines immediately after the votes were counted, and they weren't dramatically different from what was processed. So if the votes were changed, uh, you would have probably seen that in the uh, – audit of the actual paper ballots, the hand-counted ballots, and we just didn't see it. I did So in that instance in Georgia, uh, it doesn't look like there was the widespread irregularities. As far as the other states, again, there's just so much flying around. What is presented under oath, I'm curious to hear about it. And I haven't, like I say, I haven't seen a whole lot of people who have the opportunity to testify under oath. And I think, to, in my opinion, that would, uh, that would uh, set the, or the, that would be where the rubber met the road. Well, I guess uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious where you where you get your uh, data, what type of research you do, uh, because uh, there's just <laughs> there's just a lot of information to look through. But if in fact you're relying on the mainstream media, I'm not. Okay, okay, because that that wouldn't be a good thing to do at this point. Um, I I guess what I would like to hear from you 
is not being uh, so willing to to use the term kooky conspiracy theories, um, especially when it comes to the numbers of the votes. Um, they need to be matched to signatures. Uh, so that that's the only way you can really do a a good count, and that's what that's what President Trump wanted to have happen in Georgia. Thanks for the call, Jan. We appreciate it. Yeah, I did actually uh, address that the signature match. That ship has sailed. It's too late. The signature match is done when the uh, absentee ballot comes in and they match the signature with the voter's uh, signature on the application. And if they match, they go ahead and process. The vote, then the ballot is taken out of the envelope, and the ballot is then processed, and then it's and then it's gone from the envelope. So the signature match is impossible to do after the fact. It needed to be done beforehand. And again, because the Georgia Republican Party, in my opinion, abdicated their responsibility and didn't have anybody overlooking the process of a signature match or any Republican officials. Well, that the time to air that grievance was when the ballots actually came in and were collected before they were processed. So, uh, again, what the president is asking for is impossible, can't happen, uh, because we, you know, we vote in secret elections. So once the ballot is separated from the envelope, the ballot is then processed. They don't need the envelope anymore because they already match a signature on the envelope to the application of that voter. And, uh, again, that was the time to do the signature audit. And because no Republican officials uh, protested or squawked about it then, they just went ahead and did their process. So I uh, appreciate the call, Jan. Uh, line two, Jeff in Plymouth. Hey, Jeff, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Oh, hi, Brad. I was just curious. I had heard Joe Biden in his own words not too long before the election that they had the most sophisticated voter fraud operation. <laughs> I do remember that, yes. <laughs> I mean, what, why, why isn't there more made of that? I don't understand. He's like admitting I was one of the, I I took it as one of those uh, Biden gaffes where he meant to say we have one of the most sophisticated uh, operations in place to detect voter fraud or to combat voter fraud, uh, but that's just unfortunately Biden he has way too many slips of the tongue. And but to your point, how do we know what's genuinely a slip of the tongue and? telling the truth on accident i mean you know having a senior moment and repeating what you know (laughs) some operative had told him don't worry joe yeah 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 i appreciate the call jeff thanks uh you know i i don't know how much we could uh parse somebody's words um but again that's just uh you know like i say uh biden was uh uh constantly calling um kamala harris the uh hair you know or when he was talking about during the campaign, he was talking about a potential Harris administration, okay? And some would say that's a gaffe, and a gaffe means you're telling the, you're you're unwittingly telling the truth or unwillingly telling the truth or telling the truth on accident, where he's saying, you know, a hey, Harris administration, it will be once he has to leave office because he's just not up to uh, being in office for four years. But what he meant by the largest voter fraud operation is we have the sophisticated operation in place in order to combat voter irregularities. And so, again, because it's Joe, uh, he doesn't get a lot of the benefit of the doubt. I certainly understand that, but I uh, appreciate the call, Jeff. Tell you what, uh, Brian, why don't we take an early break, and uh, we'll come back. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Over zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. 
If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. There's just one half-price water system. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. I'm not going to say whether this is appropriate or not song pertaining to some of the stuff we're hearing, but hey, we'll go with it. Hey. Welcome back, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Our calls just keep rolling in. We appreciate it, folks. Uh, we love that you are calling in and engaging. And we want to go to our next caller. Mary in Minneapolis is on line one. Mary, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Thank you. I don't know if anyone watched the rally last night in Georgia, but Trump showed what has been going on in Georgia. He had a big screen there, and I don't know if you've seen it either, the video the night when they told everybody to go home because of the water break, and whether that actually happened, I don't know, but they said there was a water break, and that's where all the ballots were. Which state was that? I'm sorry? Which state was that? Georgia. The water break in Georgia? I remember hearing about a water break. I just didn't remember which state it was in. Mm Mm-hmm. And they sent everyone home because they said the ballots were in there and they'd have to take care of them. It would take a long time. So four people were left. Everyone was sent home. And they locked the doors. And what they did is under the table, four tables had suitcases full of ballots. Mm -hmm. So they locked the doors and then they started inserting them in the machines. So it looks as though they were Biden ballots. I mean, that's what it looks like. And Trump showed it last night on the big screen. So and, someone uh, committed fraud in the in the, in front of a video camera? A security camera that was in the room. Why would they do that? I maybe they didn't know there was a security <laughs> camera. I don't know. Okay, thanks Mary. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I do I do hear that story. Leadstories.com uh address this. Uh Gabriel Sterling, a Republican and Georgia's voting system implementation manager told lead stories during a phone call on December 3rd that what can be seen on the video is normal procedure and nothing looks bizarre or odd. Election workers known as cutters because their job was to open absentee ballot envelopes and verify ballots for eventual scanning and counting were dismissed for the night sometime after 10 p.m. on November 3rd because their work for the evening had been completed, he explained. Those workers who remained were responsible for conducting the scanning portion of the process since ballots could not be left without being scanned overnight. He said, if you look at the tape, 
the work you see is the work you would expect, which is you take the sealed suitcase, looking things in, you place the ballots on the scanner in a manage in manageable batches, and you scan them. Francis Watson, chief investigator of the Georgia Secretary of State, told lead stories during a phone call on December 3rd that the ballots were in standard containers and the work during the time in question had nothing to do with pulling ballots from under a table, she said. There wasn't a bin that had ballots in it under that table. It was an empty bin and that the and the ballots from it were actually out on the table when the media were still there, and then it was placed back into the box when the media were still there and placed next to the table. There was never an announcement made to the media and other observers about the counting being over for the night and them needing to leave, according to Watson, who was provided information by the media liaison who was present. She just said they followed the cutters as they left. She said nobody told them to stay, Nobody told them to leave. Nobody gave them any advice on what they should do, and it was still open for them or the public to come back in to view at whatever time they wanted to, as long as they were still working. In addition, she explained that the ballots that were scanned after the media and other observers had left were those that had already been opened in front of those observers. Contrary to the claim, the ballots were not in suitcases, she said. The black boxes and bins seen in the video are the standard container used for the ballot counting process. Again, they uh, at leadstories.com is where this uh, particular uh, story was uh, was uh, processed, so you can definitely check it out for yourself, read the whole thing in its entirety. Uh, look, these folks at the Secretary of State's office, I'm sure also would be able to, would be willing to, uh, basically give their testimony under a sworn affidavit and under oath as well. But would that matter? Because what we're hearing is the standards, well, these people, they they gave sworn affidavits. Okay, these people probably be willing to do the same thing. And if they told the same, if they gave, conveyed the same story then, would you believe them? Because they were under sworn, sworn affidavit? See, this is the biggest problem I have is people are clinging to their preferred narrative, but don't extend the courtesy to someone who may say something that they don't agree with or say something they don't want to hear. So so that's all. I uh, you know, check it out, leadstories.com. Again, it's one of those situations you can read it and uh, decide for yourself uh if it's uh if it's authentic or not or if it's uh you know if 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 it, and if it doesn't fit within uh within the template, then I you know, I I guess I don't know what to tell you. I do want to I do want to move on real quick. Only got a few minutes left in the segment, and we do have Representative Peggy Scott coming up at two thirty. But I did want to get to the uh, uh, coronavirus uh, situation, particularly how these Democrat elected officials, how there's just so many of them that have gotten busted breaking their own mandates. I mean, I, I get it. You expect to see an elected official not willing to live up to the standards that they insist they insist their constituents adhere to. And of course, in this era of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's no exception. But what, what has surprised me is the New York Post compiled a significant list of these uh, particular uh, offenders, what they call the Hall of Fame of Dem COVID hypocrisy. Of course, one of the more uh, Famous or infamous ones, Gavin Newsom, Democrat governor of California, uh, one of the biggest scolds of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Newsom attended a birthday party for a friend at Michelin-starred restaurant French Laundry. Can you imagine a, f- a restaurant called a French? I mean, I'm just saying it, French Laundry. You have to kind of turn your nose up in the air. Uh, Newsom was only caught because someone took a picture of Newsom's table, after which the governor said, while our family followed the restaurant's health protocols and took safety precautions, we should have modeled better behavior and not join the dinner. Well, when it was first rumored he was there, he insisted, oh, no, 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 it was outdoors. It was all in the up and up. We were outdoors. And then someone caught him on camera, not only being indoors, but in a private room crushed together with several other people at the table. And only then did he come clean and say, ah, you know, I, I, I guess I got I to gotta practice what I preach. Uh, London Breed, Democrat mayor of San Francisco, also 
at a uh, at the French Laundry. Uh, three days after eating in the Napa Valley restaurant, she banned all indoor dining in San Francisco. Uh, this week, Breed said, the truth is we're going to have to take more restrictive action, and it pains me to say that. Restrictive action for those who don't have the resources to leave the city and find places with a $450 per person dinner menu. Uh, Diane Feinstein had said, uh, research shows that masks reduce transmission of the coronavirus. Wearing masks in public should be mandatory, period. Well, she has been spotted a number of times speaking to colleagues at the Capitol without wearing a mask. Uh, Michael Hancock, Democrat mayor of Denver, with the continued rise in cases, I'm urging you to refrain from travel this Thanksgiving holiday. For my family, that means canceling our traditional gathering for our extended family. And that may be true, but instead he flew off to Mississippi to spend Thanksgiving with his daughter. <clears throat> After the fierce backlash, Hancock admitted, yeah, my decision was unwise and hypocritical, a mistake that I want to deeply apologize for. My job as mayor is not only to help come up with safe practices for the entire city, it's also to set an example, and on that measure, I failed. This this has to be one of my favorite ones and probably the most hilarious ones. Uh, Steve Adler, Democrat mayor of Austin, Texas, we need to stay home if you can, Austin to- or Adler told his constituents in November via Facebook video. This is not the time to relax. We are going to be looking really closely. We may have to close things down if we are not careful. Except Adler recorded that video message in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, to which our show's official political wonk, Matt McCoviak, who is an Austin resident, uh, he probably had uh, the uh, Mike, tro- Mike drop tweet of the time where he said, breaking news, Austin Mayor Steve Adler tests positive for Cabo 19. So there you have it. Uh, <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite reactions to this. Kudos to Matt. Uh, Sheila Keel, Democrat, Los Angeles County Supervisor. Uh, this week she voted ban outdoor dining in L.A. County. Hours later she was seen eating outdoors at a uh, Santa Santa Monica restaurant. Uh, Jim Kenny, Democrat mayor of Philadelphia. Uh, what your own policies prevent dining in the city you govern? No problem. Just travel out of town, eat indoors in Chesapeake Bay, as Kenny did in August. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, who's probably one of the biggest scolds during this COVID nineteen pandemic, even wrote a book while New York was probably the hot spot in the whole country. Was writing a book on how to show exemplary leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and probably had to delay his book tour to address the emerging coronavirus pandemic in the city. Uh, After bemoaning how families couldn't be together for Thanksgiving, Cuomo casually mentioned that two of his daughters and his 89-year-old mother would be joining him for the holiday. Do as I say, not as I do, Representative Elise Stefanik tweeted, for family for me, but none for you. Cuomo is one of the only ones on this list who has found who was found out before he was a hypocrite. He canceled the dinner, but why did it take a backlash for him to realize what was wrong? And then, of course, Andrew's brother, Chris Cuomo, he's been CNN's top COVID lecturer. He was bashed by his own landlord for failing to wear a mask in common areas, even as the anchor was bashing President Trump for not wearing one during events. You have been observed entering and exiting the building and riding the elevator without the required face coverings, an August letter to Cuomo from his landlord said. Even though staff members have asked you to comply with this requirement, you have refused to do so. This is in violation of the executive order, building policy, and places other residents and our staff at risk. There are no exceptions to this rule, and you are required to comply. Uh, What isn't mentioned here is Chris Cuomo actually had COVID, and while he was supposedly in quarantine in his house, I think it was the house he had in the Hamptons, he was out riding his bicycle, breaking quarantine. And, oh, yeah, before that, uh, he was yucking it up with his brother every night on CNN while hundreds of people in the nursing homes perished. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, went and got her hair done, uh, even though uh, it was... uh, yeah, these businesses were ordered to be shut down in the city of Chicago. And, oh, yeah, she uh, uh, participated in Joe Biden's victory party, a big crush of people where there were no social social distancing and middling mask usage. And Democrat Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, of course, uh, while San Francisco shut down businesses in draconian fashion, she was caught maskless, get, maskless getting her hairstyled. At the same time, salons were only allowed to offer 
outdoor services. And she went all Marion Barry, you know, crackhead mayor of Washington, D.C., by saying this was clearly a setup. The salon owes me an apology. That took guts, but she got away with it. She went with it anyways, and uh, she ran unopposed for Speaker of the House uh, this latest term. Not a bad gig if you can get it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through My Three Quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM 1280 The Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500. Yours now for half off, $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. I was out of luck and out of time. The guys from Advantage Homebuyer met several times to discuss my options. I talked to several others, but since Advantage Homebuyer was so honest with me, it gave me peace of mind. Get peace of mind by selling your home as is with Advantage Homebuyer. You can close in as little as 24 hours. No hidden fees, no costs, and no need to prepare your home for sale. Get a fair offer today at mycashoffer.vip. That's mycashoffer.vip. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriots. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. I uh, do want to shift gears a little bit uh, these next couple of segments and talk about uh, local politics, particularly uh, Minnesota State Legislature. The next uh, regular legislative session slated to begin next month. Of course, there will be one more special session probably this month to address Governor Walz's uh, emergency powers. And uh, joining us via phone right now is Representative Peggy Scott. Peggy represents House District 35B which is Andover and northeast part of Ramsey and northern Coon Rapids. Uh, Some budget protections came out this past week, so we want to talk to Peggy about that as well as uh, what we could expect from uh, next month's or when the session starts 
uh, next month. Uh, first of all, Peggy Scott, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Brad. You bet. Uh, I guess we'll get uh, right into it. We have a couple of quick segments here, Peggy. Uh, the news came out this past week uh, that uh, better projections than in initially anticipated. The economic forecast shows a $640 million surplus. Now, that's for the current budget. Now, that's not talking about, uh, obviously, 2021 is a, a budget year, which we'll be discussing the budget for the uh, biennium in 22 and 23. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But for this current one, $640 million surplus. Um, I guess first question is, Peggy, I, as I alluded to, there's probably another special session coming up this month to address Governor Walz's uh, peacetime emergency powers. Will this uh, particular surplus be broached, or is that going to be pushed off to next session? Uh, what can you tell us about that, Peggy Scott? Right. Um, well, I, I doubt that we will tackle that um, in this next um, special session. However, having said that, um, there are a group of Republican lawmakers that have been working um, really hard to come up with um, a package of um, relief, a relief package for our small sure. businesses, our bars, our restaurants, our health clubs, our dance studios, those kind of places that have really been suffering through mm. the shutdown. Right. Um, so we're trying to come up with a package of, of relief for them. And I mean, I got some details of what that proposal might look like. So if any, if we do um, address anything regarding 40 bucks, so $640 million surplus, um, it would be that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's, I guess, and I'm hopeful that that will happen. Yeah. And that, that's an excellent point. Cause I've seen some of your uh, Republican colleagues who are very adamant that if, it's going to be addressed in this special session. Some of those small businesses who have, which have undoubtedly been hurting uh, amid this COVID pandemic, certainly would um, be the beneficiaries to that. Uh, I guess without really uh, uh, digging or haven't dug too deep into the story, initially we uh, there was concern that there was going to be even a shortfall for this current budget, and then obviously this uh, particular uh, news that came out six hundred forty million dollars surplus certainly better than a. A shortfall, to say the least. Um, given what you've known about this uh, particular surplus when the news came out, to what do we uh, attribute this, uh, uh, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, surprising good fortune, Peggy Scott? Right, right. Well, I mean, if you if you look at fundamentals of our economy going into this thing, our economy was more than chugging along. It was racing down the track. Mm-hmm. And so the fundamentals of our economy, um, I think, largely um, – can be attributed to um, some of the things that um, President Trump did as far as as regulation and tax reforms. Sure. Um, I think it just freed the economy up. So uh, the fundamentals were there. Uh, and, you know, part of the budget surplus um, is directly related to COVID um, in that some of the savings on the savings side the less spending that the state is going to have to do was attributed to COVID as well. And one of those being um, the medical assistance program where because there's a national emergency, we're under a national emergency, the federal portion um, that goes to help um, pay for medical assistance um, in the state of Minnesota is matched at a larger degree. So less state money is going out. And then com- combine that with fewer people on the program. Um, fewer people are obviously they're, they're afraid to get out and go to the doctor. Sure. Um, and so that also um, helped attribute to um, the savings as well as declining education enrollment. Okay, yeah, that that, may, that makes perfect sense, I guess. Uh, you know, and certainly some of those uh, some of those particular issues where people are delaying medical care, I would think that would be uh, a little concerning. And and, and we're hearing unfor- some unfortunate stories along those lines where people miss routine, say, routine cancer screenings, and obviously, say, the cancer might get worse than mm-hmm. because it wasn't treated. So while it's good news, there is actually surplus. It kind of sounds like there <laughs> there certainly may have been a downside to how we got there. Right. Oh, absolutely. And 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 um, so if people are going to come out of this thing less less healthy on the whole, that's not a good sign either. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could mean um, and health and human services spending is already, as you know, on a, an unsustainable trajectory. Uh, it just it grows by double digits 
um, every biennium. And that's just without making any changes. It's just that's what it's costing as people, um, the cost of care increases and more people, particularly elderly and disabled, um, going forward. There's just those are more expensive folks to um, care for. And so that trajectory continues to go up. And if we add um, a delayed reaction um, because people weren't getting um, the help that they needed, right. medical care that they needed during COVID. It's 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 not a it's not a great outlook. Yeah, and you alluded to the uh, health and human services. Obviously, before the COVID nineteen pandemic really hit us, that was a significant focus of you and your colleagues in the legislature of just the rampant. I don't know if you want to call it fraud or abuse or mm-hmm. incompetence, mm-hmm. all of those things, and that's kind of been put to the back burners, uh, Peggy Scott, as yeah. a result. Yeah, it has unfortunately, but it needs to be back brought back up to the forefront for sure. Yeah, no question. Uh, speaking of uh, COVID-19, obviously there's been a lot of news nationally about uh, vaccines administered um, as earlier as this week. And obviously I think everybody pretty much agrees those on the front lines, particularly our healthcare workers and whatnot, uh, those are most vulnerable citizens certainly will be the first in line uh, to receive the vaccine. And I don't think any rational thinking human being would have any objections to that. Now, I know some of your uh, colleagues, specifically in the Senate, uh, Senate Majority Leader Gazelka had indicated that uh, perhaps there should be a consideration that some legislators, because they haven't been able to meet in person uh, since, obviously, last March, should maybe be considered as uh, somewhat more essential so they have the opportunity to meet in person and thus the folks have a lot more transparency than maybe some of these video conferencing meetings because there is some concern about a lack of transparency. Uh, where do you fall on that, Peggy Scott, regarding some right. of you and your colleagues in the legislature maybe being a, more of a priority? Right. Well, I don't think that we're so special that we need to go to the top of the, to the top of the heap. Um, I, I do hate meeting by zoom. I think it's, it isn't transparent for the public. Um, it, it prevents you from, um, working with your colleagues as closely as you could and should. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do not like meeting remotely. I don't think most people do. Um, there's nothing that can replace being there in person when it comes to especially setting a budget. Yep. But I do not agree with any sort of priority for our legislators getting a vaccination. I think we ought to focus more. That next tier, to me, ought to be teachers and people that work within the schools sure. so that we can get our kids back in the classroom. That's a much higher priority yes. um, than we are. Yeah, no question. And, and again, I don't know where, in the you know, to be fair, I don't know where Senate Majority Leader Gazelka wanted to put you all in the pecking order. I don't, I'm sure it wasn't ahead of the health care workers or or uh, <laughs> maybe some of the, the teachers, but it did. he did indicate that it was uh, it was uh, pretty essential. Again, not, not to... Uh, not to sound critical of, a, of a Senate Majority Leader Gazelka, I understand the concerns which you address, the seeming lack of transparency that could potentially happen through these video meetings, but certainly a, a debate that will move forward. Uh, Peggy, I do want to move forward real quick uh, to the uh, uh, regular session, which is slated to begin uh, in January. Uh, for the. It is a budget year in 2021, uh, setting the state uh, spending plan for the next biennium, which is 2022-23. Uh, not as rosy a picture as the current budget, although not as dire as uh, was initially projected, but still a, a, a deficit nonetheless. Uh, it's forecasted to be just over a billion dollar uh, budget deficit going into this uh, particular budget year. It seems like uh, uh, that there's always been a hesitance to to cut spending. We as fiscal conservatives, you know, like to take the approach of look. As families, we sit down at the kitchen table and make the difficult decisions to hack certain things out of the budget. It's not going to be easy, but it's best going forward. Uh, we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of that from one budget to the next, a lot of cutting spending. Absolutely, that has to be on the table this time, does it not, Peggy Scott? Well, I'll tell you, we we have to find a way, and as I said, with Health and Human Services alone, um, we have to find we have to find savings. And, mm-hmm. you know, the as you mentioned before, the fraud and abuse is a good place to start. And the other side of the aisle will say, oh, well, in retrospect, or in, in, if you put it the whole budget in perspective, that's going to be such a minute um, number. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where you take a swing at it in any way. Um, as I remember, this was a topic when we were in the majority uh, under the Dayton administration. 
and um, there was a company that would actually um, it wouldn't cost this, it wouldn't have cost the state anything up front um, um, to have this company come in and find the the waste spot and abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, what how they got paid was out of the savings that they were able to show for us. So it, to me, there was nothing to lose scenario. But of course, um, Governor Dayton wouldn't sign on to that. So um, those are the kinds of things that we need to look at um, for for savings. Another area, quite frankly, and I'm not saying I'm not saying we're going to cut this or that. I'm just saying things have changed. We've found some um, this whole COVID thing has revealed some um, interesting facts in that companies who once thought, well, we have to have our people there in person to do their jobs are finding that people are just as productive at home, mm-hmm. whether that's a couple of days a week or that's going to be every day. So in that perspective, um, you know, there are going to be fewer people on the roads. There's going to be fewer needs um, when it comes to transportation, for instance. So what does that look like going into the future now in this post-COVID reality? Uh, Because I think that's going to be something really significant uh, that we need to look at. So there are some things that we just have to have a different way of looking at. Most definitely, we need to find savings within government so that the taxpayers um, are not being overtaxed. And by the way, um, because of this good news relative to what it was, you know, six months ago, mm-hmm. you know, the line, if, you know, if we were at the Capitol, the line would be around the building um, for ways to spend that money. Of course. Um, so, so let's not go there. Let's talk about making efficiencies in government and tax any tax increase should not even be it should not be on the table. So um, that's kind of my perspective uh, with this next session coming up. No, understood and agreed completely. Uh, once again, we've been joined by Minnesota State Representative Peggy Scott. She representing House District 35B, which is the city of Andover and northeast part of Ramsey, as well as North Coon Rapids. Kind of give us a preview of what we can expect uh, with this next uh, budget cycle. I know that the uh, uh, Peggy, I recall specifically two years ago that that particular budget fight, it actually uh, didn't linger as long as I thought it would. I think at the 11th hour, an agreement was reached, but you still had to call a special session to kind of uh, put these uh, compromises together. Uh, mm-hmm. One in, one situation in particular that I know you raised, raised some concerns about back then was that the sick tax was not allowed to sunset mm-hmm. as was initially indicated. And that's something that you I seem to recall back then you indicated uh, that's still a pervasive issue that's probably going to dog us in the intermediate future, if nothing else. Right. I mean, the for those listeners that may be tuning in for the first time, the sick tax is every time you walk through the clinic doors, every time you go to your dentist, there's a every time you go in for... Um, therapy or anything like that, there's a 2% tax mm-hmm. um, that you pay um, when you walk through those doors. And so um, we worked really hard um, in the previous uh, biennium when we were in charge to get rid of that sick tax, and then it was added back in at, I think, rather than 2%, it came back in at 1.8. Yep. So you were still saving two, you know, two-tenths of a percent. So um, that, uh, to me, attributes to the cost of health care, uh, and that's something that, obviously, as I spoke earlier in the broadcast, um, HHS is, is a, a big part of our budget. It's on a trajectory that is double-digit increases every two years, so let's let's think of, of ways that we can save money in that area, and this is one of them. Once again, again, Peggy Scott uh, joined us. She uh, Minnesota State Representative in House District 35B. Uh, Peggy, fantastic information. We appreciate you coming on the broadcast today, kind of giving you a preview of what's to come the next uh, month or two. Stay safe, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thanks. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final short segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99. Or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I don't know why I just gave out the number. We only got about three and a half minutes left in the broadcast. But I do want to get to uh, an issue that I didn't have a chance to get to last week. So it was a week ago Saturday, excuse me, that the uh, University of Van- uh, the, the um, Vanderbilt, is it University of Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt University? I think it's Vanderbilt University, uh, hosted or played the University of Missouri in uh, a college football game, and a young lady by the name of Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game. Power 5 means the Power 5 conferences like what? SEC, Big 10, Pac-10, yada, yada, yada. Uh, anyways, uh, Fuller, who is a senior goalkeeper on Vanderbilt's SEC championship soccer team, uh, she got a chance to play in this game and kick off to start the second half, and it was a low kick to the 35-yard line where it was downed by Missouri, uh, Vanderbilt coach Derek Mason, who was fired after the game, uh, said Fuller executed the so-called squib kick exactly as it was designed. Honestly, it's just so exciting, Fuller said after the team's 41 to nothing loss. The fact that I can represent all the girls out there that have wanted to do this or thought about playing football or any sport, really, and it encourages them to be able to step out and do something like this, it's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry, but this, when I saw this stunt and it was a stunt, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm not trying to come off as misogynistic here. It reminded me of a move made by uh, Bill Veck. You remember the old baseball owner? He was, uh, basically kind of the, uh, equivalent of a PT Barnum. Uh, Veck was the owner of major league baseball, St. Louis Browns back in 1951. And he had a three foot seven midget by the name of Eddie Goodell make a play appearance in the actual game. And obviously it was done for show since it was an August game with the base, the Browns, this baseball team 
sporting a 36-78 and 78 record. So there was no chance a carnival act like this would have been conceived of had the Browns been a pennant contender, right? Well, that situation seemed parallel to Vanderbilt's, given that they were an 0-7 team in a game where they were a decisive underdog. So do you honestly believe that the Sarah Fuller would have been allowed to participate in any fashion had this game had any serious implications? And again, you saw the way she kicked the ball. They say, well, well, that, that, that kick, it was designed, a squib kick. She barely got it down the field. And again, if there are women who have the skill set to play in Division I college football, kick a 40-yard field goal, I have zero issue with women playing college football. But you don't see that. And I'm, I, I can't believe we're at a point in this society now where it's controversial to say men and women are physically built differently. That's what is settled science. Okay, not multi, you know, not more than two genders and whatnot. I'm probably going to get in trouble with this, get a lot of nasty grams, and that's fine. But I'm going to say another controversial statement. So here it goes. Uh, Sarah Fuller was not the first uh, female kicker in college football history. That belongs to Lucy Draper of Texas State. Those are like, what? Lucy Draper? They're suddenly Googling Lucy Draper. Okay, I'm kidding. Uh, that was the role played by Kathy Ireland in the 1989 movie Necessary Roughness. Okay. Uh, I, I, so I'm just having fun with that. I put that out on Twitter trying to see if I get any reaction of it. I really didn't. But, you know, uh, you can, Alyssa Algren, uh, she's a great uh, follower. She's a great follow on Facebook. Follow her Facebook page. But uh, she talked about, she basically said, look, Vanderbilt has a men's, so- club soccer team and men's rugby team and I'm sure one player out of the entire Vanderbilt football roster can kick but why would an already terrible football team skip out on a chance to make history and plaster the news so this is all this was was virtue signaling at its finest that's all it was so I guess bring on the nasty grams what can I say <laughs> AM1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network folks as always I've enjoyed it thank you so much for tuning in and thank you to the myriad callers we got today i genuinely appreciate it godspeed my friends have a blessed week is your child struggling in school get the help you need now at half price with a voucher from sylvan learning students in sylvan's personalized tutoring program typically see up to two to three times more growth in scores than other kids now get a twenty five hundred dollar sylvan learning voucher for just twelve hundred fifty dollars through this special offer from sylvan in this station only two left Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport, Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional, and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. 
I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Step into hunting season with Red Wing Shoes. We feature quality and long-lasting Irish Setter hunting boots. Our insulated and waterproof hunting footwear will help keep you warm and dry in the stand this fall. Social distancing and cleaning frequently. Our friendly fit experts are available to help find the right boot for your hunting needs. Stop into our stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, or St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work.